This is the AM640 Afternoon Drive Show on Talk Radio. AM640. It's 425 on uh, Monday where we try and make sense of exactly what happened on Sunday morning, uh, just around closing time at a gay bar in Orlando called Pice, uh, Pulse Nightclub. We're joined now by Mubin Sheikh, who's been on the show before. He has written the book Undercover Jihad Inside the Toronto 18. He's a radicalization expert. Hi, Mubin. Thanks for joining me again. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to have you, although whenever we have you on, it's always after something uh, terrible has gone down. You know, Sunday morning, just around closing time, 29-year-old gunman used legally obtained handguns uh, and an AR-15 semi-automatic rifle, opened fire at the Pulse nightclub, a gay bar in Orlando, killing 49 people, injuring uh, 53 others. This is the deadliest mass shooting in modern U.S. history. Me- media outlets outlets rather, were calling it the worst incident of terror terrorism in America since 9-11. Mubin, you know, when I watched, you know, the footage on uh, several media outlets and I started to read stories about it, I immediately thought, wait a minute, this is a hate cr- crime. Can we separate hate crime and terrorism? Well, you know, sometimes it's not mutually exclusive. Um, in the case of this individual, he was already a homophobe. Um, he was a racist he was a wife beater. Um, and, you know, it seemed that he, according to colleagues anyway, that this was a guy who constantly talked about killing people. And when colleagues were then approached afterwards, of course, I mean, they said, you know what, we're not surprised uh, that he did this. And and moreover, you know, for him to then call 911, actually three calls were made to 911. Uh, he, he made one call, he hung up, a second call was made, he had a brief conversation and a third call is where the dispatcher called back, um, and uh, they had a, a longer conversation. But for this guy to, you know, after the fact, decide to call, uh, you know, 911 to declare his allegiance to ISIS, it's, it looks like he was slapping on the ISIS label to give more gravity to, to what he had done. Yeah, you know, I, I'm glad that you brought that up, because here's what the FBI had to say. I'm going to play some audio for you, okay? Part of what motivates sick people to do this kind of thing is some twisted notion of fame or glory, and I don't want to be part of that. So far, we see no indication that this was a plot directed from outside the United States, and we see no indication that he was part of any kind of network. It is also not entirely clear at this point just what terrorist group he aspired to support. During the calls, he said he was doing this for the leader of ISIL, who he named, and pledged loyalty to, but he also appeared to claim solidarity with the perpetrators of the Boston Marathon bombing and solidarity with a Florida man who died as a suicide bomber in Syria for al-Nusra Front, a group in conflict with the so-called Islamic State. That's the FBI in a press conference. Mubin Sheikh joins us now. He's a radicalization expert. Mubin, can you just, you know, when I hear that, can you just affiliate yourself with a group just by mentioning them before and after and during a crime, and then it becomes terrorism? You know, attach yourself to a group that inspires fear, and it makes you seem more important. Is that, I mean, this seems like a madman. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, normally what we we see is, uh, you know, when there's a, a process of radicalization, you know, you can see uh, a very clear, identifiable process where a person goes from here to there. Uh, though, you know, uh, statements on their social networking sites, other individuals who he was known to, uh, all coming forward and saying, yep, this guy was always like this, or 
So what we see here is a guy who looked like he had a death wish already. Mm -hmm. uh, the FBI had earlier reported, you know, he wanted the FBI to uh, raid his home and kill his wife and kids so he could die as a martyr. Um, so then that led me to think, well, wait a second, is this guy just a murderer and then suicide by cop? Yeah. This is probably the reason why he called 911, because he realized he's not going to leave this place alive. And you know what? The media will, of course, well, as soon as we hear ISIS, oh, it's an ISIS attack. Uh, secondly, if I can just quickly on when when the when the government agencies speculate on, you know, no foreign links, uh, things like that. You know, we have to look at it two ways. One is ISIS. Is, this is exactly what they've said. They said, look, take credit for it. I mean, you commit the attack. We'll take credit for it. Al Qaeda did the same thing. So it's not so odd that he would affiliate himself with the Boston Marathon bombers or others, because in his worldview, it was it was just that general jihadist identity that he could latch on to. But to make, you know, I mean, it just seems to me, even though we're hearing about terrorism, terrorism, his dad said, you know, I didn't know he was a, he, he was a radicalized individual and I didn't think he had any terrorism links. His wife said, no, he's just, his ex-wife said he's just a crazy person. Um, is this exactly what Osama bin Laden wanted, you know, claiming affiliation with any terrorist organization to bring down the West? Well, Osama bin Laden's main thing was to claim al-Qaeda. I mean, they, they, they put out stuff before saying the exact same thing that ISIS is saying today. Do the attack. If it's good, we'll take credit for it. I mean, if there was a sinkhole that killed people, ISIS would take credit for it. They, they really are that opportunistic, not realizing that this guy also declared allegiance previously because, uh, of course, you know that he was under investigation twice. He was interviewed by the FBI twice. And, of course, that raises the other question, how does a guy interviewed by the FBI on sympathy for a suicide bomber get access to an AR-type rifle? That's also another angle uh, of the story. Yeah, well, we know that he was a uh, security guard. And apparently there's uh, media outlets in the state saying, well, he got turned down for body ar armor. That's only because they ran out of the body armor. Right. It wasn't in supply. You know, I want to go back to what you just said about, you know, if there was a sinkhole, ISIS would claim responsibility. Is that, you know, this seems bizarre of me to ask, but, you know, uh, isn't that going to, as a terrorist organization, bring down your credibility if you're just grasping at things that you had nothing to do with? I mean, that's not something Al-Qaeda would have done, and there, there are other terrorist groups that like to make sure that it is a credible uh, attack that they have coordinated or have some responsibility behind so that they that's still right. are, you know, they're inciting fear. That's right. That's exactly right. And it's one of the reasons why the, the main differentiating point between ISIS and Al-Qaeda is uh, ISIS has basically, they opened the door to everybody, right? They said, come one, come all. Uh, Al-Qaeda is very, very careful. They vet their people. They make sure we know exactly who you are. They don't take mentally ill people. Um, so, for them, for ISIS, look, as long as there's an attack and they take credit for it and everyone then keeps saying ISIS, 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 their objective is complete. Do you fear this may become a trend for, you know, people that are mentally unstable so that they can attain more notoriety? You know, Boston, Ottawa, San Bernardino, now Orlando? Yeah, I think in some cases it is by design. I mean, it's it's. You know, you can see even in the sting operations that are out there or in actual plots where people are actually doing this, a lot of vulnerable youth, a lot of mentally ill people, uh, this is the kind of people that they attract. You know, they're not attracting. You'll have your, you know, handful of well-educated, you know, well-adjusted or seemingly so. But the, the rule set, you know, seems to be uh, they, want, they want the nut jobs because you know that the nut jobs are the ones who are going to go off 
and do these sorts of things. Now, you said there are three things at play. I know you were talking to Chris off air. And those three elements at play in this situation with regards to Orlando are what? Right. Terrorism, hate and access to weapons. It's a perfect storm in that regard. I mean, he was already homophobic. Um, you know, being a Muslim himself, and listen, the reality is there is intolerance for homosexuality, not just uh, in Islam, but in Judaism and Christianity. Uh, and you have, of course, communities in all of these states who have, you know, gone with the times and understand that, look, we live in a society where you have people of all different backgrounds, all different orientations. And, you know, unfortunately, this is this is one thing that, you know, uh, aggravates this. Uh, it makes it it makes it easier for us to now talk about the Islam angle and kind of not you know really look at the hate angle because look at James uh, I can't remember his last name uh, Hallow I think uh, LA in in Los Angeles he was on his way to hit the gay pride Holmes right Holmes that's yeah. right I mean he himself had a male partner uh, so uh, another story came out where in this case of the Orlando shooter a drag queen saying that this guy was my friend. He came to gay bars with us. So that you know what? I, I thought that too. You know, this is a guy yeah. that went weightlifting. It's just it's there's That's just right. all kinds of alarm bells going off here about uh, possibility of having those leanings himself and not knowing That's how to right. deal with it and take it out exactly and retaliating on other people because he hated himself. Well, I mean, how do you fight this kind of terrorism? I, I would imagine it's a multi-pronged approach, and I, I imagine that people's heads right now are spinning with regards to law enforcement and the FBI and uh, and several uh, different outlets on how you deal with more of these issues. You know, these are more of these are going to happen, more of these uh, copycat and uh, disenfranchised people, um, you know, creating, you know, going for notoriety. I think it's just inevitable this will happen. Yeah, you know, I just, I, I don't want to do the PC point, but when we say, you know, look, don't blame all Islam, don't blame all Muslims, there's a there's a public safety component to this. If we go down that rabbit hole of alienating and pushing away all Muslims, then you, you compromise your human source intelligence capability. You need human source intelligence. I mean, that is proven time and time again the best way to interdict plots, to prosecute plots in open court. Uh, so, you know, it's very important that, you know, we're not going to fight homophobia with Islamophobia. Oh, and, as, you know, as, I want to uh, make it very clear. I think this yeah. was a radicalized, crazy dude. I mean, well, and he you know, radicalized I, himself. Yeah, I'm not going to give a free ride to, you know, the, the religious communities either. I mean, there is intolerance. I mean, that is a reality, and I'm saying it, stating it clearly. But at the same time, you know, there's, there is a lot of cooperation, you know, with the communities, minority communities, within the Muslim community the LGBT community, and we need more of that. We need to realize that we're human at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. We all have to live here with everyone else, and that's, that's, that is our reality. Mubin, I appreciate you uh, coming on the show. It's always a pleasure to have you, although I'd like to have you on when there's not uh, bad news. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but uh, I hope to bring a little bit of sense to this uh, craziness. Much appreciated. Have yourself a good day. It's 4.36. Got to get out to uh, take care of some business and then back with some of your thoughts and your reaction to the uh, shooting today. Do you think it was a crazy man who's attaching himself to terror groups in order to make him seem more important? Or do you really believe this was an act of terrorism? Talk Radio, AM640 Toronto. The AM640 Afternoon Drive Show. Listen live. Weekday afternoons from 4 till 7 on AM640 or download the app at 640toronto.com.